Pyros and Crips all got along. They probably got me down by the end of the song. Seems like the whole city go against me. Every time I'm in the street, I hear yak, 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 yak. Man down, where you from? Sydney Kings. Same team that, Sydney Kings, same team that Andrew Broga came from. Nice. So, um, obviously, we have a bunch of uh, guys coming back. Obviously, Jordan Ford for his senior year. Uh, Malik Fitz, Tanner Krebs, a three-year starter. Um, hmm. So, I think, yeah, I think if everything goes well this offseason and everyone comes back healthy, and everyone stays and no one really goes, I think everything... Should we go? And my prediction is that we'll be a top. We'll, we'll be placed twentieth in the nation. Nice. Come basketball season. Hmm. Yeah. So that's what I'm hoping for. That'll be nice. Yeah, that'd be pretty. That'd be pretty sick, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, indeed. Why don't we move on to some more important talk? Starting with the 49ers. Why don't you take it away, Jake? Holy God. I just saw a report about the AAF, but yes, we're going to the Niners. Niners preseason games have been uh, announced. Announced, yes. Uh, week one, they play the Cowboys on ESPN. It's a pretty good game there. Week two against the Broncos. Then week three, dress rehearsal against the Chiefs in Kansas City. That could be a, that's that's probably the best preseason game of the preseason during that week. Then the fourth game, they close out with the Chargers uh, in I believe San Francisco this time, or maybe in I don't know where they play. Um, LA, uh, so it could be there, it could be San Francisco. I mean Santa Clara, San Francisco, but I'm not sure where. And they have closed out the preseason with the Chargers, 17 out of the last 18 years. Kind of cool. Yeah, it's like a it's like a uh, tradition. Yeah, exactly. 
so uh, during the week, obviously we had Robbie Gold as uh, we franchise tagged him. He has yet to sign it though. So there was uh, reports that we were interested in kicker Steven Goskowski, hmm. but no longer. The no Patriots longer. re-signed him to a two-year deal, taking him out of the equation. But I do have some undercover news I would tell you about. Hmm. So one of one of my friends who uh, is a kicker, he uh, played. He was a place kicker, kickoff kicker at Saint Norbert College in Wisconsin, D three school. Interesting. Um, he actually went to the Raiders pro day yesterday, um, but they have two kickers, so it wasn't much of a thing for him. It was just there to showcase his stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, but the Niners pro day is. Uh, this coming Wednesday, which he will attend, um, I am hoping, I'm actually really praying, that if the Robbie Gold situation doesn't work out, that my boy Spencer Thompson Meyer gets a chance to be a kicker for us. That'd be really awesome. That'd be cool. Yeah, so I'm hoping that he gets his chance. If it's not about the Niners, um, hopefully he gets invited to a bunch of mini camps. Um, there wasn't a time in high school that his kick didn't go in the end zone. It was a touchback every single time. Um, uh, I think he only missed three field goals this year. One being, but from inside the 40, he was locked down. I think he only missed one, which was from 49. And from 50, I think he's like 50 and beyond. He's from, he's like two and four. Hmm. So not that bad. Yeah. Obviously work on it. Um, he said the Raiders put it yesterday. A little iffy. It was really windy. So yeah. that um, took into implications. He's also a punter. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, again, praying for the guy, hopeful for the guy. Send it. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty sick, right? Yeah. But yeah, let's talk about some other stuff with the 49ers. So, more talk about our receiving court. So, according to Matt Miller of this Tick the Football podcast and, fellow, and a fellow 49er fan, he has gone to say, I've heard if Nikhil Harry is gone, specifically in the second round, Evo Samuel is their guy at 36. Hmm. What are your thoughts? We talked about this just before the podcast, too. Yeah, I mean, that's – I would – hmm. I, I want a big – like a big receiver, like tall. Yeah, me too, dude, you know? I like – if Hakeem Butler's there at 36, that's who I'm picking. Like, no doubt about it. Yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, it's not our choice, you know? Yeah, I'm guessing Matt Miller said that if Nikhil Harry's gone, Debo Samuel's the guy at 36. I'm also guessing that he's thinking that Akeem Butler's going earlier as well. Yes, uh, because that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying, too. Yeah, I'd rather have Butler because he's 6'5". He reminds me, people are saying he reminds people of Calvin Johnson. Let's slow down. Calvin Johnson was the second stretch, pick of the stretch, draft. A little stretch there. Yeah, he's the second pick of the draft. Should have been the first pick of the draft. But to me, he reminds me kind of, Akeem Butler, that is, reminds me kind of of uh, Plaxico Burris. Who people are like oh, Paxico, okay, okay. Paxico Burris? He shot himself. He's probably a bum. Look at his career. He was pretty good. Caught the game-winning touchdown in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. They Tall guy, strong, down, fast. Um, so I think he reminds me of Butler. I mean, he reminds yeah, Butler reminds me of him. Butler's like six six or six five or something like that, like two twenty five. Um, there was talk of him maybe tra- maybe transitioning to tight end, but I doubt that will be the case because um, he's like. Because if you have a guy that tall, just put him in wide receiver. I mean, in red zone threat, they need a red zone threat. But Debo Samuel is pretty good too. Like he's really shifty and stuff like that. So I wouldn't mind that either if they draft him. 
the Q Harry, I'm kind of low on, like not high, as high on. Um, why am I acting like a scout though? But I, I would rather go with either Samuel or Butler during that pick. However, though, there's a tight end. Let's say for an, like a random scenario, Noah Faint, Noah Fant drops to the second round. I don't think that will happen. But if he drops to the second yeah, round, yeah, I don't think that. I don't think that happens either. No. I could see them though. So let's say we might actually. You know what? I'm gonna get to it now. Let's say they are, they're at two. Bosa goes one, and they're like, you know what? We're gonna trade back. They trade back to like four, like the Raiders. And the Raiders give like four and like pick twenty seven, something like that. Pick twenty four, something like that, and like a second round pick as well. So let's say at four they draft like Quinn Williams or Josh Allen or Montez Sweat. Then at twenty four, you take the best available offensive Either player. receiver. Yeah, you take you just the, the best offensive end, player. Like yeah, say, yes. no running back, tight end or receiver. And let's say Faint's there at twenty four, or Hawkinson's there at twenty four. You then could use like a pick, like the thirty fifth pick, the second round from the Raiders that you got Never as well. Hawkinson is a top ten pick. Yeah, I don't know about that. Do you agree that. with that? I, I don't know about that. Dude. I don't know about that. Um, I don't really like drafting tight ends in the top ten. I mean, there hasn't been a lot of that. Um, yeah. But I'm not saying like at 24, let's say, you know, Faint or Hawkinson is there at 17, and you want to trade up. You can trade like your 24th, your 35th, and maybe like a fourth round pick as well that go up to like the top 15, top 20 in the first round, and be able to draft like a Noah Faint, like Hawkinson guy there at tight end. You have I'm them just, with. I'm just, I'm just not there for that movement, though. No, I'm just throwing out just random not, scenarios. I'm just saying, like, because I think the Niners need a second tight end, and if they get a second tight end, the pair of George Kittle, like a Noah Faint, that could be reminded. That would that would definitely remind me of like, remember when the, uh, like oh, the Gronkowski pa- and the pa- uh, yeah, the Patriots had Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez. Hernandez. Um, they had that there as well, or like with the uh, Eagles had a couple years ago, or last year, or like, yeah, two years ago, when they had. Nick Ertz, I mean Zach Ertz, and they had uh, Trey Burton, who's like the second oh, tight yeah, end, yeah, yeah, who's yeah, a really yeah, good yeah. second tight end. But I think it's, but I, I think more like Kittle reminds me more like a Gronkowski type. Um, hopefully the guy, hopefully Faint doesn't turn out to be like Aaron Hernandez because that'd be pretty bad and sad. Um, but I would go tight. I, I would go tight end if those two are available. If they're not available. Do you know what? You take the best best available receiver at 24 if you trade back, or you stay at 36 you take the best available receiver there as well between Samuel or Butler if he's still available. Yeah, definitely, yeah. I mean, yeah, I totally agree. Um, if none of that pans out, obviously best receiver in the second round, whoever's there. But again, dude, a little, little less than two weeks from now, the draft will be happening. I'm excited. And I'm getting, I'm getting excited. I'm excited. It's, I'm freaking excited. Uh, and yeah, in ten days we'll be having our mock draft uh, episode. Be on the lookout for that episode. Should yes. be fun. It should be fun. It should, what did we do last year? Fifteen picks. We did ten. We did ten. All right. All right. All right. Well, our yeah. mock draft or like what we posted. Our mock draft. Oh, we did ten. I think we did ten. All, all right. right, we'll do ten again. It's gonna yeah. be interesting. It's all over the place this year. I feel like. We don't really know where everyone's really... Last year, I think I got three out of the first four. Yeah, I got hey, I didn't. Wrong. I didn't have Denzel Washington going to Denzel Washington? Or Denzel Ward going. <laughs> the actor? Going wow. To the, to the Browns and at number four. Did not see that happening. Um, but yeah, definitely. I didn't have Baker Mayfield going number one, though. 
No, I had Josh some Allen people, going. Some people one. thought I was crazy. I had Josh Allen going one. I mean, that was the that was the thing, and then the day of, I changed it. Very, very interesting. But yeah, ten days. Uh, that should be uh, Tuesday, the twenty second. Uh, I'll be there. On, I'll be on spring break. Nice. I'll be not. No, I'm on spring break right now. Uh, that's after spring break. So we'll see how that goes. Hmm. Yes. But yeah, let's move on to some other news. Uh, but let's not talk about this anymore. Let's talk about E. Thoughts? 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 Yeah? Yeah, we'll, All right. we'll skip We'll skip D, pause, and go to E. Yeah. So, for those that don't know, the 49ers are currently carrying four running backs on their roster, which include Jack McKinnon, Matt Breida, Raheem Moster, and then who we just signed this offseason, uh, Tevin Coleman. Yes. That's that's a lot, right? That's a lot, yes. That's a lot. So, um, in an interview, uh, Kyle Shanahan was asked, who is going to get the majority of the carries? And his response was, everyone keeps asking me this, like I'm in charge of that or something. It's up to the players. They will define the rules. That's what, that, that's kind of what's unique about this. Hmm. He goes on to say, what he likes about the running backs, he goes on to say, the one thing that they have in common is that they all run 4-4 four, four or less. Nice. That's pretty fast. That's pretty good. Yeah, and then again, he's asked if they'll carry four backs active during game day. And he goes on to say, we played with four running backs last year, so I'm not going to sit here and try to tell you what I'm about to do with four running backs. We might need them all. Hmm. 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 What are your thoughts on the 49ers having four running backs in the roster right now? I like it because they all play different. They all play like a different type of running back. Yes. So I like it. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, they obviously Matt Breida has shown that he can be an all down back, but due to injuries, we might scale him back this this upcoming season. Right. Um, to probably just a, a three down back uh, to a a, th- a third down back. But then we have obviously Jarek is off coming off injury. We still don't know if he's ready for uh this season. Week one. Yeah, this season, right? It all just depends on how his rehab goes and stuff like that. So obviously Tevin Coleman, I think, will get the start. If Jarek is not ready. But Jarek obviously he can play he can play inside and outside. he can run inside and outside. Tevin can also do that. He can even line up as a receiver and catch catch uh, balls. Pause. Pause. <laughs> Um, and then obviously Raheem, he's shown that he's got flashes to be a solid running back also, but also play very well on special teams. Hmm. So like you were saying, exactly. They all play a different role in this team. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I mean, yeah, I'm excited. Saying they all, they, they can obviously, they can all be on the field at the same time if they wanted to be. Right. So, um. Like Shanahan is saying, totally agree with everything he's saying. Um, if he wants to keep four backs, definitely keep four backs. I mean, it's not like when we had Alfred freaking Morris last season. Right. Trash. Yeah. But, um, God awful. But, um, with these four backs, yeah, I'm pretty excited how we're going to be able, obviously, Shanahan's already scheming with, scheming things up for them. But, yes. Excited, excited, excited. I'm very excited. Yep. We were, exci- we were excited last year, then we lost, but then we were most excited. <laughs> but this is, 
This is new, all right? We're on to new and better things now. Yes, yeah, so a new yeah. and better season. Yeah, so let's talk about uh, – let's move on. Uh, do you have any other 49er news you want to add to? Nope, no, none other. None other. All right, perfect. Let's move on. Let's talk about the NFL in general and the draft that's coming up. Um, let's start with the Antonio Brown debacle that's been going on. Yeah, I hate Antonio two, Brown. These past two um, seasons. It's crazy how you can love a player and all of a sudden flip a switch and just absolutely hate guy. despise and hate the guy. I think, I think he has something wrong with him, like mentally. Like he's just, I don't think he does. I mean, have you? Did you just, I feel like wait a minute. Did you see is, that beard he had or that mustache? That's just the kind of guy he is, though. He's that's like, that's meant that know. beard was like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, I mean, he's that kind of guy to you know be wild like that. We already know, obviously, because you know his haircuts are pretty freaking wild already. Right. But, um, but aside from that, obviously, for those who don't know, he had a bit of an issue. Uh, with Steelers fans actually calling him out, and then Juju coming in. So for those who don't know, Tony oh, Brown was putting out his feelings out on Twitter. Yep. And he goes on to say, and then some uh, some fan goes on to say that Juju was the team MVP uh, this past season, and Antonio Brown goes on A to rant. be an ass, an asshole, literally an asshole, and say that. Really? Juju? Blah, blah, blah. The guy fumbled at the most important times during the season, blah, blah, blah. Which, I mean, he did, right? Yeah, but Antonio Brown didn't go to the last game of the season. He just skipped it. Yeah. Uh, also, even even some other NFL players were saying, those are the kind of things you don't talk about. Yeah. And I totally agree. That's kind of fucked up. And that totally... Uh, with Antonio Brown trying to clown on Juju, totally, ultimately backfired on him. Yeah, totally, because he's yeah, uh, making was... him look like making him look like the villain now. But she, I think he he has become. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy how we've wanted him on our team, and then he just becomes a freaking nut job. Yeah, terrible, 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 terrible. Yeah, it was a funny thing though. Like, there's a well, not funny, but some guy like. Fox Sports is trying to like rationale his behavior, saying it was Juju Smith's fault. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, there's a tweet about I, that. That I replied yeah. with a tweet from one of the best social media guys, like YouTubers ever. His name's yeah. EDP four four five, which means Eat That okay. Pussy four four five. And during his uh, when 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 like I was hearing that, he reminded me of like this uh sound that he did when EDP was like, "What the hell are you talking about?" So this is what he said, and here's the sound of it. And that was the sound of what it made when I heard that. <laughs> that was my reaction. Jeez. I was like, "Are you are you for real? Like, you really think that's it's his fault? Like, how st- stupid, asinine are you? I mean, I was like, what the? What are you talking about? Yeah, definitely not his fault. I I, I don't know how people can say that's his fault. Idiots. I, I have no clue how people can rationalize rational. I don't even know how to fucking say the word. Rationale? Um, yeah, make it rational Jesus. or whatever the hell fuck it is. <laughs> Stupid. God damn it. Yeah, it doesn't make... 
<coughs> I was like, um, are you... Well, he used to play in the NFL, so I think he has some CTE. So that's why you said that take, but... That's just <laughs> stupid. Yeah. Well, let's move on to some other football news in general. Uh, the AAF has done its job. What do you and mean? more than 30-plus players have signed with NFL teams. But there was a new report that came out by Adam Schefter. Yes. That said... The CFL was informed that the AAF, the AAF was not allowing their players to sign in the CFL because, as he said, it was because um, the AAF – this is what he said. CFL League office notified all CFL teams that the AAF will not allow its players to sign with any teams despite the fact that it is now in breach of playing, playing contracts per league source. He also added, AAF now viewing the players' contracts as assets – Potential bankruptcy proceedings. So, what is he talking about? They're not allowing them to sign with. They're not. The AAF is not allowing the players to sign in the, in the CFL because they view their contracts as, you know, when they go to bankruptcy court because that they're they're bankrupt basically. They can't pay the players. There's, they're going to bring right. this up and like try to like get out of paying the players what they actually are own. Right, um, right, right. So that's right, what they're right, doing right. there. Interesting, interesting. Hmm. Yeah, messed up. Hmm. That is pretty messed up, yes. I mean, yeah, the, the AAF folded. Sucks. Um, week 7, didn't even get the full season, didn't even have playoffs or anything like that. They named the champion, like we said last podcast. Yeah, the... Uh, it was uh, Apollos? Yeah, the Orlando Apollos. Right. So oh, seven but, um, one. Yeah, sucks. I mean... It, it did showcase uh, to the NFL players who could still be able to play in the NFL, which is good. But yeah. um, the AF trying to not pay the contracts, pretty fucked up. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. No. But I mean, they don't have the money. They really, they can't do it. They don't have the assets to be able to do that. So I mean, yeah, I, no, nah, no, nah. I feel so. I feel bad for the players. Yeah, I feel bad for the players who aren't getting a second chance, obviously. They don't um, deserve Who this. were thinking that they would, or at least deserve, another shot. But um, it's not there for them, it's not there for them, which sucks. Yeah, it's like, uh, feel bad for them. But yeah, yeah. But let's move on uh, to the last topic. I don't have anything else to talk about after this one. Um, so the Arizona Cardinals are not talking any Josh Rosen trades hmm. at the moment. But Kyler Murray has visited the Arizona Cardinals more than once Whoa. before the draft. Yeah, we know what's happening, Arizona. Just <laughs> trade Josh Rosen and draft Kyler Murray. You're not fooling anyone. <laughs> I, don't think they're, I, I don't think they're fooling anybody. I think that's... I think Kyler Murray's a lock at number one. Yeah. Um, no matter who it is. Yeah. I, if it's not Arizona, okay, fine. The Raiders. Raiders. I actually think it's going to be the Raiders. Hmm. I think I think they're going to give up all their all their first round picks. Nah. Obviously, flip flop with Arizona. Give the other two. Maybe their second rounder if 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 the Raiders want number one that bad. And we've already talked about how John Gruden has not had had a terrible poker face, saying that he really liked yeah. Tyler Murray. Yeah. So I do not. I didn't. I don't take it out at any point. That the Raiders are in the sweepstakes to get the number one overall pick, yep. Kyler Murray. Yep, I agree with that. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's NFL and draft talk. But we first we have an ad to get to, 
and we'll be oh, back. Yes, definitely. We'll be back in a second. And we're back with the ad. So, have you ever thought about being a GM in your life before, James? I have, yes. You know, it's kind of hard to do it in real life. You know what I mean? Not a lot of people are able to become G- general managers in the NFL team. Um, but it is something that would be pretty cool to do, don't you believe? Don't you think? Yes. Yeah, well, even though you may not be able to actually be an G- NFL GM, you can play an NFL GM on the internet. That's what the internet's great for, don't you agree? I totally agree with you. You can do anything you want on the internet. You know, you can become like a... I'm not going to go that far, actually. A drug dealer on the internet if you wanted to, but you know, I don't think... Okay, you don't want to do that. But you can be a GM. How do you ask? Well, there is a website called thedraftnetwork.com. And on this website, you can go to, you can go to the website. You can start your own personal mock draft. So let's say you're a fan of the Niners. It says create a new draft. Then it says select teams, which you'll be drafting for. Pick the Niners. All right, cool. Pick next. Then you can go to, you can select the big board of players. Or how you would like, like, how would you like the big board to be, you know, looked at? Then you can use the Draft Network's predictive board, which goes over what they predict may happen. Or you can go over their big board or their player rankings and go with that way as well to do your draft. You then can select the number of rounds for your draft as as you want. You can go from anywhere from you can do a one round mock draft, or you can do a full seven round mock draft. Then pick the players that you want to see on your team. You can select the rounds, number of rounds there. You select the draft speed of how fast it goes, and I'll actually do like a quick little to show you how it goes. So I'll do a first a three round mock draft, and here we go. So I'll go over my picks here. Kyler Murray was picking number one as we talked about in the last part of the episode. Nick Bosa is available, so I'm going Nick Bosa at number two. So you can do that. Then you see all the players picked by all the teams the first couple of rounds. Now we're going to wait for our second round pick, and we'll tell you what happens there. And also on the My Draft Network, you can look over mocks that other people have done to see if you like those or not. Or you can do your own personal mock draft as we're doing right now. And at pick 36, uh, there is, would you look at that? As we said earlier as well, Debo Samuel is available too. So... Uh, we will draft Debo Samuel at pick number four at thirty six. Um, you can you can do tradebacks. So let's say let's say you want to do like the Niners to the second pick. You want to trade back to the fourth pick. You can do your own personal trade where you can get the fourth, the twenty fourth, or any one of their picks for the second pick and make your selection that way. So now if there's a, somebody available here named Amani Hooker from a safety from Iowa, select him. That's your third round mock draft pick. And that's how you do the mock draft machine. You can do it until the start of the NFL draft. You may be able I'm not sure if you're able to do it afterwards or not, but they may have next year's already ready to go for you. They might just have put in a random order for you to pick. You can do that. Pick your own mock draft. Pick your own team. Pick the players you want to see on your team and see how you do and compete with me and James to see who gets the most picks right on their personal mock draft for a, a team of your choice. And that's our app. Yes. Yes, love it. Long love it, ad. Love it, love it. That was a three-minute ad, but I think I gave a lot of good information there. You definitely did, yes. So, yes, yeah, so I'm now moving on uh, from M- from NFL talk. We're now at um, – where is it? Okay. We're now going to some baseball talk. First, we'll do the Oakland Athletics, and James, take it away. Yes, so the Oakland Athletics are now 9-8. Uh, earlier this week, um, they were actually swept by the Astros in a three-game series. Not nice. Um, when that happened, they were 6-8. Uh, and eight. 
But now they have won three straight against the Orioles. Game one went as... No, actually, they lost. Yeah, they the did. Orioles. They did. First game, actually, excuse me. Um, they lost 4-12. Uh, to, four to but then they went on to a rampage, won three straight games. Game mm-hmm. two going 13-2. Uh, game three going 10-3. and three, And game four going 8-5. and five. Doing pretty well. Um, Chris Davis is a hitting machine. He had nine home runs. He has nine home runs this season already. Four in the last two games. Nice. Um, they're yes. playing today against the Rangers, I think, at 530, if I'm not mistaken. Let me probably. Check. It's pro- It's in the Midwest or West or whatever it is. <coughs> oh, 505, excuse me. And they are the favorites currently to win that game. Oh, nice. Nice. Let's move on to some Giants talk. Jake, why don't you take it away? Yeah, so some Giants talk. The Giants on the season are 5-9. and nine. Tough little start to the season. However, they have done some things that are pretty good. Um, first off, they have some moves. Last week, or a couple days ago, they requ- they acquired first base, first baseman and left fielder Tyler Austin from the Minnesota Twins for outfielder prospect who's in single A in San Jose, high single A, Malik Ziegler. Um, they make room on the 40-man roster for Austin. They DFA'd Connor Joe, who got his first career hit after going 0, after going 0 for 15. So he's now 1 for 16. Uh, so that's what he is doing now. Yeah, so Austin last year in uh, 60 nice 69 games last year. Nice. With the Twins and the Yankees. Nice, nice. Yeah, nice. so he hit 230. Had 17 home runs in 69 games, which is really good. Like 220 at-bats, I believe it was. Uh, so he's a power threat. Um, has a has been he's played a couple games. Has shown a good eye. Like he's not like a guy who doesn't know a strike zone. He knows what a strike zone is. He just you know swings a lot. Swings swings hard too. Tries to hit home runs every at bat, which is what baseball is becoming now, kind of. Um, so uh, he's not the greatest defender, but he is a pretty good hitter, and so that's pretty good. Giants need some good hitting. Um, and the Giants opening day for how about this for a fact? The Giants opening day left and right fielder who started on opening day, have been designated for assignment from the team already. Interesting. That's pretty, yeah, that's pretty, yeah. It's kind of nice. Yeah, they, so they got Kevin Pillar in a trade who's been really good. He's had three home runs and 10 RBIs the last couple of games. Um, so he, they were kind of looking for him all off season. They wanted him to be on their team so they can move Duggar to the right. So that they only, but they couldn't trade for him until the season started because the Blue Jays didn't want to trade him yet. Then they're also looking for a guy like Tyler Austin, but he was on the Twins who made the team, and they couldn't trade him for e- they couldn't trade him trade for him either because they were trying to see if he can do something for them. But then they got a guy back from the DL who came back a little bit earlier. So like, okay, we need a D- this name for your assignment. So the Giants picked them both up. So it's kind of like Connor Joe and Michael Reed were kind of like, what's it like? Like what's the? It's like they're kind of. They're putting a bad. They're putting a situation to fail. Basically, like they didn't really have. They weren't supposed to be on the major league roster, but they had. The, they had to have someone. They had to have someone make the team. So they put those two out there and put them in left and right field. It just didn't work out for them. So they moved on from there. But their outfield is pretty good now. They're they they're really elite pitching wise. Their pitching is really good and their defense is really good as well. Like top five in each. Um, they lead right. the league in runs, defensive runs saved, which means they, they have the best defense in the league as well, which is really good. They just can't hit. If they could hit, they would win 95 games, but they're just having trouble doing that. Um, so that's my Giants Major League talk. But now we have a new segment called Giants on the Farm. For those who don't know, uh, their minor league season has started. 
so the Giants have you know a single have two three single A teams, two single A teams that are playing now, a double A and a triple A who are all playing. Their lower level single A team is a short season league. So they don't they don't start till after the draft happens in June, so they're all in like in Arizona doing stuff like that. But some key or some prospects who making a name for themselves down on the farm, um, Joey Bart, who we've talked about at nauseum a lot. He's batting nine. He's nine for twenty eight with three twenty one average, two homers and eight RBIs. For 406 on base, 679 slugging, and a 1085 OPS. He has two doubles and triple on the season. So five of his hits have been for extra bases. Uh, he's also thrown out multiple runners trying to steal and pickoffs as well. So he's been really good defensively and offensively. He's gonna he's gonna move fast. I think he may make the majors this year in September. They may try to like not have him come up this year, but they could come up for a couple games at the end of the season that are really out of it. But he's going to move fast, so that's what he's doing so far. He's 22 as well. Helio Ramos, who's 6 for 26 with a 231 average, has three home runs, seven RBIs, a 364 on base, 654, slug, 654 slugging. He also has two doubles on the season, no triples. The thing about him is he started the season one for 17. He's now on a five for nine tear with three home runs and six RBIs. He's also 19 years old. He's the fifth youngest player in the high single A in the California League, which is a high single A. So he's really young. He may spend the whole entire year there in San Jose. He may go up to Richmond for the end, maybe the end of the season. Like if they're like maybe as if maybe like if the Giants are the like San Jose Giants are like in a playoff run, he may stay down there to play right, in the playoffs. Right. If they're not, they may move him up to double A for like a couple like a week or so to see how he does. Um so he's been pretty well there. Next guy is Sean Jelly. His name is spelled H J E L L E. Um, he's 0 and 1 on the year with a 3 0 with a 3 ERA. Nine innings pitched, nine Ks, one walk. His whip's 1.33. Um, he's six. Here's the thing about him though. He's 6 11. Jesus. 6 11. If he makes the majors, he'll be tied for the tallest player to ever make the majors with John Roush, who was also 6 11. Sean Jelly, when he was drafted, through like 90. How tall was Randy Johnson? Like 6 6 10, I think. Um, Sean Sean Jelly when he was drafted through ninety like ninety three, however now he's reaching ninety three to ninety six with a plus plus knuckle curve. Uh, he's twenty one years old, and if he adds more weight and muscle, uh, it would not be inconceivable to see him throw like a hundred miles an hour uh, from a right handed right. side with a great knuckle right. curveball, which is pretty good. In six eleven, right. six eleven throwing ninety eight to a hundred, that's pretty scary. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, that's tall ass. And he throws, and he throws, that fast. Yeah. and the mound makes you look like you're seven three. <laughs> yeah. That'll be that'd, that'd be terrifying. That'd be terrifying. Yeah. Then finally, uh, Tyler Beatty, who we talked about a lot this year, and spring training really came back on the scene. He's owned one on the year for one point one seven ERA and seven seven and seven and two thirds innings pitched with thirteen strikeouts, so almost two strikeouts per inning. Uh, five walks. His WHIP's one point four three, which is kind of high. However, though his average against is two fourteen, which is really good, and he's only twenty five years old, and we may be able to see Tyler Beattie reach the majors this year. He will be in the majors this year. Sean Jelly will move fast as well. He could make the majors by next year, next season, maybe a mid of next season. Uh, but we don't know how the Giants president will move the players. They may just say, "Hey, if they're good, we'll move them quick." We might, or they might say, "Hey, we might keep them down a level just to make sure that they're like polished and stuff like that." But I think with this this new guy, this new GM they have as well, they're gonna push players faster, which will help the rebuild because they they need younger players. Their players are pretty old. Uh, they have gone in younger like significantly this year, which is nice to do. 
but they're still going to have to look for that to do like get younger as well. Um, so that's their minor league stuff. They have the 10th pick in the draft, which is in June. We probably won't talk about that much, but we'll just let you know who they draft, stuff like that, what he does, stuff like that as well. Um, there also was news that the Phillies are doing their – actually, you know what? We'll, we'll do that in the MLB segment when we talk about news there. So that's actually the end of the Giants segment. Now we're moving on to the MLB segment. And, um, James, would you ask the question that I asked? Yes. If the season ended today, who would be in the playoffs? Question mark. Wild card. Question mark. Wow. That's a good question, James. Thank you for that. Yeah. Well, let's yes. go to the MLB.com website, and we'll see who's going to be in the playoffs for that. Um, so let's see here. We're going to standings. I predicted the A's will make the wild card this year. That's what I said. Cool. All right. So here's, here's, what, ha- here's what it is right now. In the AL East, we have the Tampa Bay Rays leading that division uh, by four and a half games. They're ten and three on the year. Uh, wow. They have the best pitching staff in baseball, a one point nine eight ERA. Really good. In the AL Central, we have a half game lead for the Cleveland Indians. Eight, they're eight and four on the year. Detroit's right behind them at eight and five. Um, so right now, it'll be Tampa Bay and Cleveland in the playoffs um, with. Yeah, Tampa Bay and Cleveland in the playoff with Detroit as the wild card team. In the AL West, we have the Seattle Mariners who are leading the league at thirteen and two. Um, they have a four game lead. Over, yeah, they have a four game lead over the Astros, who are eight and five. They will be the second wild card team. The A's are nine and eight. Uh, because of that, their record, their winning percentage is lower than basically all the teams who are in the playoffs uh, who are above them. So they're not in the playoffs at the moment. But as you know, there's four hundred games in baseball, so that can change. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So in the AL West, the Seattle Mariners have won six straight. Houston Astros have won six straight. The Los Angeles Angels have won six straight. Oakland has won three straight, and the Texas has won. Uh, Texas has a one game winning streak. So a lot of teams are winning a lot of games in that league. So for that playoff, it will be, it will basically be Detroit versus Houston in the wild card game, with Seattle, Cleveland, and Tampa Bay in the divisional playoffs. Who will play? The Rays right now as a first seed will play the wild card winner. Uh, then the uh, as you know, the Seattle will play the winner of the first of the wild card games. So the first two play the less lower team. Then it would be Rays and Cleveland in the divisional playoffs of AL. Moving on to the NL, we have the Mets in first place in their division at eight and four. Central is led by the Walk- Milwaukee Brewers at eight and five. San Diego Padres lead the NL West at nine and five. So those are the three teams there for the wild card. It would be. The uh, Philadelphia Phillies, who are at 7-4, with a 6.36 winning percentage. And also, it would then be the St. Louis Cardinals, who are 8-5, with a 6.15. So that matchup would be the um, Mets would play the wild card winner. Then the Milwaukee Brewers would play the San Diego Padres in the playoffs for that divisional playoff. Uh, but there right. is, as again, 6,000 games to go. So it's kind of... Yeah, it's like a million games to go, so yeah. no one need to worry early. Also, that we have... Also, the end that end baseball talk. We have some news about the Giants, where uh, Madison Bumgarner is getting scouted heavily by the Philadelphia Phillies, who may be looking to deal. With, yeah, I saw that. Who may be looking to make a trade for uh, Madison Bumgarner? I had to look at their. Uh, I had to look at their minor league system to see if that's a possible fit. Because the Giants want like young guys who are like young pitchers, and like a outfielder who are like ready for the major leagues. I don't think that's right. a great fit for them. I think the best fit would be the Brewers. Because they have three young pitchers who they said, they publicly said this, that they're on an innings count. So they won't be able to go over a certain amount of innings to save their arm. Uh, so Bumgarner would probably be, would fit there. So the Giants can get a pitcher from them 
who's like like one of their young pitchers. They have like three young pitchers that are really good too, or starters like 21, 24, and 25 years old as well. And they also have a couple outfielders that are close to being ready for Major League Baseball too. So that could be that's the that's the, that's what I think the Giants. That's a team to look for if the Giants make a trade too would be the Milwaukee Brewers. And I also think the New York Yankees could be second. But we shall see what happens there. And that's the end of MLB talk. I like it. I like it. I like it. Yeah, but first we go into, before we go into our segments, though, we're gonna, I'm going to pause so we can save this, and we'll be right back. And we're back. Yeah, so let's talk about our segment, starting with getting ready for the weekend. Jake, start us off. <clears throat> yeah, getting ready for the weekend. Uh, I work tomorrow. Um, or Saturday. Actually, tomorrow because we we filmed actually Saturday because we filmed this on Thursday. Uh, but doper nope, I mean doper nope. Jesus Christ, getting ready for the weekend. On Saturday after my shift, I will be at. Actually, Saturday after my shift, the Warriors play their game yes, one matchup. Five thirty, yes. So I'll be watching that. UFC is going on too. I'll be watching. I have some couple friends too on our computer using Reddit. Uh, we doing that. Shout out Reddit. Shout out Reddit. We'll be watching basketball playoffs as well, some hockey playoffs too, maybe the Giants, maybe the A's, do stuff like that. Then Sunday, I don't have a ba- I don't have a baseball a basketball game. So I have a week off. We have the bye week. We have two weeks off. Because isn't Easter next week? Yeah, Easter is next week, yes. So we have two weeks off for that. Um Yeah, so that's what I'm doing for the weekend. Where are you? Easter. Yeah, so I'm going to the Giants game tonight. Friday. Oh really? Um yeah, uh, they play the Rockies. You mean tomorrow? Uh, night? To... No, no, today, tonight, today tonight, Friday. tonight. No, today's Friday. Yeah, today's Friday. Today's Friday. Today's Friday. I don't know why you said today's Thursday. Oh, I, I, I did. That. You did say that. Yes. Jesus. Wow. I didn't mean that. I've been talking too much, too long for a couple hours. But yeah, I didn't mean. I meant. I meant Friday tonight. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. 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 Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Jazzy tonight. Uh, meeting up with my friends at five thirty. Uh, getting home, I work at 8 o'clock, but uh, we'll see if I make it. Um, work till 4, obviously go home. Either go home or meet up with some friends to watch the Warriors game. Um, Sunday I also work, uh, 8.30 to 1. Uh, then it's my spring break, but I'm working. Uh, I got three shifts next week. Um, but yeah, I'm just pretty much just chilling, not doing anything, really. Nice. So yeah, pretty, it's pretty much a uh, pretty just chill uh, week for me, or end weekend. Yeah, I agree with that. Yes. Um, but yeah, we're moving on now to our next segment called Dope or Nope. And Dope or Nope, James, playoffs. Is that dope it, or nope? It is dope. Yeah, so if you say it's not nope, you're not American. Yeah, playoffs are good. Obviously, it's cool that we have uh, two playoffs going on right now at the same time. Obviously, basketball and the NHL. Pretty sick. Um Obviously, the Warriors starting on Saturday. The Sharks already started on Wednesday. Wednesday. Yesterday. Wednesday. Thursday. Wednesday. Yes. Yeah, because today's Friday. Duh. Jeez. But yeah, I'm Jeez. excited. Yeah, playoffs are dope, man. I'm, I'm you know, seeing the best of the best uh, battle out, duke, duke it out. Yeah, pretty exciting. Definitely dope. Agreed. Now, James, is Tweet Deck dope or nope? Um, yeah, so, for those who don't know, actually, Jake, why don't you explain what TweetDeck is first? TweetDeck, if you, if for those who have a Twitter, you can go to TweetDeck.Twitter.com, and it's basically a one, you, basically, it's much easier to look at, 
or it's much easier to see everything than what it is on your actual Twitter account. So on TweetDeck, you can see your home page on one side, notifications on the other, then you can see trending. Then let's say you want to look at Derek Rose for some reason, because his like his documentary came out yesterday. You want to talk about Derek Rose or look at Derek Rose. You can do that. You see news about Derek Rose, what's going on there, what are people are saying about Derek Rose. You do that. You can look at your likes. You can look at your activity, like your people who the people you follow, and see what they're liking, what they're looking at, which is kind of you know, I mean. Maybe people are looking at weird stuff. Maybe you don't want to see it. So you, but you don't need to have that. You can get rid of that. You get rid of a column. Then you also have your direct messages. So you can see basically everything that you want without having to like press your button or like if you're on your laptop. Using Twitter on your laptop is kind of annoying because you have to like refresh every two seconds to see everyone's tweets. But with TweetDeck, it does it all for you. So you don't have to do it by yourself. So that's why I think it's dope. Definitely, yeah. So yeah, I definitely agree with you. It's definitely dope. Um, until we had a little, little uh, incident, puffle incident, uh, where it was being all messed up for some reason. But yeah, it's definitely cool. Um, definitely a fan. I have it. On, I have it open on my uh, laptop at all times now. Um, when I'm in class, lol, I'm looking at it instead of being on my phone because you know people don't like it. Teachers don't like it when you're on your phone, but you can have your laptop out. So I'm right. I'm on it, looking at it. Um, yeah, it's definitely a lot easier. You don't have to keep on clicking uh, or swiping to to look at stuff. Um, what I don't like is that you know how on Twitter it has this. Well, on TweetDeck it does have the search thing, but on you know on mobile or on the regular Twitter it shows you like stuff that's uh, catered to you, like worldwide worldwide trends and stuff like that. It doesn't have that. Right. Which I think it would be a pretty cool column to have to be, you know. Well, it has trending, but it doesn't say like worldwide. Yeah, exactly. It has trending, but it only has the hashtags. And yeah. I want to be able to see some news. You know, some news that's actually like gray out in a tweet that just have trending and me just clicking on it. I understand. So um, that's my only thing. But other than that, yeah, it's pretty cool. I like how you can have the columns and stuff like that, you know, rolling around. It updates for you by itself. Pretty cool. You don't have to keep on, you know, Keep doing swiping, yeah, yeah, yeah keep on swiping and stuff like that. So yeah, definitely a big fan of it. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Nice, definitely. I agree. Yes. Um, so the final dope or nope category is spring break. Dope or nope? Oh, it's definitely dope. Yeah, it's definitely uh For those who are graduating, it's pretty cool um, because one, it's your last break ever before you have to start your job. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, actually your last school break ever that you're ever gonna get, uh, um, unless you go for a master's. Yeah, you go for a master's. Yes, yes, yes. But I think if you're a master's, you don't get a spring break. I don't. Uh, I don't. I think either. you're working through it. I, I, they barely get breaks. I'm pretty sure. Maybe Easter they get like that Monday off, but they're still working through the week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, pretty dope. I mean, I get, I just, I'm just about to sleep every single day. That's all hmm. I'm gonna do. Interesting. Yeah, I do have a bunch of stuff I should be doing, but I'm probably not gonna do it. What'd you see? I'm. I have a lot of things to do. Oh. But I'm probably not gonna do it. Ah, I see. Yes. That's a, always yes. a battle. Uh, but yeah, that's our uh, dope or nope. Uh, now, yes. James, if you want to go first, and this is winners and losers of the past week. So, James, go ahead. Do your winner. Yeah. So my winner of this past week is D-Wade and Dirk. Hmm. Um, obviously, the winners of being 
of having some of the best uh, careers in the NBA. Obviously, Dirk staying with the Mavs uh, for 21 seasons, being, I think, what is it, uh, sixth in the all-time scoring list. He's up Just having a great career, have, have, having a ring, um, being that German kid, playing the NBA, being known for his fadeaway, you know, being just one of those guys. And yeah. D-Wade, obviously, being a staple in Miami for a really long time, um, but then leaving, going to the Bulls and getting to the Cavs, yikes, and then coming back to Miami um, for his last dance. Great. Again, three rings for him. Um, a lot of rings. Yeah, just definitely just an overall just great player, the Flash, great nickname. But yeah, uh, obviously definitely winners, not of this week, but of their careers, that's for sure. Correct. All right. Now for my winner of the weekend. Now you might be when I say this, you might be thinking, "Why well, is this a winner of the weekend?" But here, what it is, according to Barstool Sports, there was a fight that broke out in the handshake line of the of the NBA 2K19 league. A brawl happened after a 2K19 game league. A brawl, not after a game, an actual game, NBA game, after a video game. So here's what happens. Number f- one of the players tried to go for a high, f- like a handshake to one of the guys. Number four on the Celtics, he number the the red team, the Atlanta Hawks tried to get a like you know handshake to the guy on the Celtics. The Hawks guy ran it. The Hawks guy bumped into the Celtics guy. The Celtics guy started pushing the other guy, and all mayhem broke loose. <laughs> and the, the tweet, the guy says. And the article says, I don't know what happened. What massive breach of game etiquette was violated to enrage number four so much. But whatever it was, he hit that handshake line looking for that smoke. <laughs> and is that quote for quote? Yes, it's quote for quote. And this is why that you is always have funny. this is why you always travel with a squad when gaming. Cause it got I mean, it is it doesn't show everything of the video, but it shows yeah. enough. Where that it's like, oh my god, funny. they're actually fighting over this. That is so funny. Yeah, so that's my winner of the weekend because it was funny. That basketball. Yes, winner of the basketball game, love winner it. of the weekend. Um, so losers, love it, love it. James. Yes. <laughs> losers, James. Uh, losers of the weekend, go ahead. Or the week, go ahead. Oh yeah, definitely um, basketball fans are the losers of the week because they there's no more D-Wade and Dirk in the league. Hmm. Yeah, yes. that's true. Yeah. That's it for me. Why don't you move on to your loser of this past week? Well, I've listened to our last episode. I got pretty heated about hearing about Paul Pierce and Chauncey Billups. But enough about Chauncey Billups. My loser of the past week has been Paul Pierce. And, I mean, it's pretty easy to say why. He thought he was better than Dwayne Wade, which is asinine. Then at the Miami Heat game against this, I think, 76ers, his last game at Miami. Against, oh, oh, his yeah. last home game. Yeah, his last home okay, game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The fans went into a chant saying, Paul Pierce sucks. Paul Pierce sucks. His son, Dwayne Wade's son, got into it as well, who also came after Paul Paul um, Pierce's neck. Paul Pierce. And breaking news, yes, yes. breaking news, the Lakers have fired Luke Walton. Really? Wow. Look Good for man. the Kings. Look for the Kings for oh, Luke Walton. Look for the Kings. Look, look for, for the, the Kings, Kings for Luke Walton. Then, okay, back to our loser of the weekend. Paul Pierce was said that Paul Pierce sucks in a chant. Dwayne Wade's son, who came out of his neck, started the chant, basically. You can see the video of him like going ham when it was happening. They all booed him. Then, the last game of Dwayne Wade's career in Brooklyn, 
a team that Paul Pierce played for. And more news on the head coach of the Lakers being fired. Actually, it wasn't a firing. Firing. It was a mutually parting of the ways, like Jim Harbaugh. You know that was a firing. Yes, yes. You know that was a firing. But yes, back to Paul Pierce. He was booed by his, a team he used to play for, his own, his own fans they used to play for, the Brooklyn Nets. Booed in the smithereens. Said Paul Pierce sucks as well. Everyone got into it. And of course, as I as we played in the last episode, we had sound of Chauncey Billups and Paul Pierce saying it ruined Dwayne Wade's weekend, which was just asinine. Again, Paul Pierce, Chauncey Billups, shut up. Don't want to hear from you. You're not as good as Dwayne Wade. You'll never be as good as Dwayne Wade. So just shut the hell up. So Paul Pierce is my loser of the week. You know what? He may be my loser of the year because he's a loser. Yeah, he's definitely a big fat loser. Shut up, D Wade, though. Yeah, shut up, D Wade, who's better than Paul Pierce. Yes, definitely. Definitely, definitely. Definitely agree with you there. Um, do we have anything else to add to the pod? We do not. All right, should I end it first? Yes. Well, you know what, everyone, thanks for listening to the BA Podcast. This is your co-host, James, with Jake. Make sure to like us on Facebook, uh, follow us on Instagram at the BA underscore podcast. Yep. Follow us on the SoundCloud. And also, subscribe to us so, yeah, on, on iTunes. Podcast app. Here's what you do, though. Jake, yeah, tell them what you have to do. Here's what you do. Subscribe, like, share, rate, review. Unsubscribe, resubscribe to about 50 times. A little trick in the industry I've learned from being in the industry for over a year. Ha, ha, ha. Um, so we can game the system and get into the top 200 of sports and recreation podcasts in the world. Hell, even maybe podcasts in the world. Uh, that would be pretty nice. We would we would like to get it in America too, but why not? Shoot, why shoot not shoot? Why shoot low? We can shoot for the stars. It won't be worldwide. So let us know. And also, if you have any sponsors, that if any sponsors listening want to sponsor the podcast, let us know. We'll be happy to you know talk to you and maybe come up with something that we can both do. For each other to help us grow and help you grow as well. And that's all I have to add. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening to the podcast. This is episode 48. See ya. What? Have pistols in my hands, have pockets full of ice. Whole life I've been a G.